Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Got an email from Jan who says, uh, talking about uh, me earlier in the last hour, I was giving John Fetterman some fashion advice on how to dress. And Jan says, telling a Democrat to wear a big sheet, though, would involve a lot of honesty on their part. And I'm ready for that. It's true. It's true. Well, I mean, it could be a patterned sheet, you know. Um, so as long as the impeachments are going to be uh, uh, falling like rain, this is raining impeachments. You get an impeachment. You get an impeachment. I think let's go ahead and impeach the New Mexico governor, Lujan Grisham. Michelle Lujan Grisham. Or Grisham, I think. She's a Democrat, governor of New Mexico. I mentioned this late in the program yesterday. I do have her audio clip. Let's actually, you know what? Let's go ahead and start there. Right? Let, yeah. Let's start with the New Mexico governor or New Mexican governor. Is that how you would say that? The New Mexican governor. Um, again, the name is Michelle Lujan Grisham. I think it's how she pronounces that. Uh, and uh, she decided that things are so bad with the gun violence that she's going to suspend people's constitutional rights. Not the criminals, don't get me wrong. No, law-abiding citizens. Yeah, you're going to go after the people who have done nothing wrong. You're going to go after them in order to emote and to project moral superiority and a caring at a level that uh, the gun owners just uh, don't understand. Here we go. All the examples you cited are crime. Hang on. This is from the press conference. I don't know who this reporter is. The guy is awesome, though. All the examples you cited are crimes. Kids shooting at other kids, shooting from cars. So what's the value of the civil order? Why not just do better law enforcement? Both. The value of the order is is that it gives me three things. One, it says it's a statewide issue and it's a message to everyone to start leveraging your resources and arresting people. Two, the jurisdictions come at this, including with the DOJ restrictions, differently without the leveraging and the additional resources, arresting, and where do they go? we got to make sure that everyone is bumping up their services. It's a message to the uh, Metropolitan Detention Center. It's a message to the HMOs. You better figure out treatment. We have been sort of stalled out to your point, this order basically says stop stalling out. And to your point, just arrest everyone. I got a feeling like she uses to your point as a crutch. What do you think? This verbal crutch, you know, to your point, to your point. I don't know if that's to his point, actually. The reporter is asking, why would you write uh, or sign? I guess she actually wrote it, too, or staff wrote it. The, this, this stunt of emergency, uh, sorry, state of emergency on gun violence. You signed a stunt of emergency, but all you're doing is banning the carrying of firearms, which is unconstitutional, particularly for those who have the permits to do so, you know, concealed carry. So why are you uh, going after the law abiding when it's the criminals? That was the question. 
and and she says three reasons, then she lists two. I haven't heard the third, but they're basically all the same, which is leveraging resources to work together, which is you can do that. You can do a state of emergency on gun violence. You can still do that without taking away people's constitutional rights. Well, I also have to have the ability. I can't arrest everyone. There are literally too many people to arrest. What is she, what is she talking about here? She's talking about arresting law-abiding citizens who violate her new stunt of emergency order? Is that it? Well, this would allow us... Huh? If someone got a concealed carry permit in Albuquerque walking down a public street, they're not going to get arrested. I can make the point that they, maybe they should be. If that isn't terrifying, maybe they should be. Well, that's enough for me. Lock them up. Deprive somebody of their uh, their liberty. Rob them of portions of their life, a.k.a. time. Go ahead and take that from them, because maybe they should be. You got quite the little tyrant, little fascist out there in New Mexico, huh? Governor Lou Jan Grisham. The fascist. Authoritarian. I just, I, it, I'm just, I'm, I'm flowing here. I'm just going with the flow. It's like, it's like one of those what slam poetry sessions and this is the point I, I, i'm willing to do anything and everything within a shred of evidence-based effort I, uh, do you get the feeling like she's michael scott from the office within a shred of evidence-based efforts like what are you even saying here this is just word salad i think because he, even in her her tiny, twisted, calcified, authoritarian heart, I think she knows how this is sounding as she's saying it. I think she does. I think she recognizes this might be her basket of deplorables moment. This woman needs to be impeached. Now, the problem is it's a legislature in New Mexico that's Democrat-controlled, and so they're probably not interested in doing so. Maybe they do. Maybe there is some interest in doing so, but I would just guess party is going to trump I, uh, uh, principle here. I was, was going to say ideology. That's not correct. I think I've got keto flu. Just a heads up. I think I got the keto flu. I ate a bunch of carbs on Friday night. Now it's Tuesday, which kind of tracks with the timing of it, and I haven't had any carbs since, and so it's like your, your brain gets a little spacey, you know? It's either that or it's all the meth I did before I uh, came into the show. Anyway, the no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so she, I think in her sentence here, I think she realizes the extent to which she sounds insane and and tyrannical. I'm going to back this up. Here we go. Someone, huh? someone got a concealed carry permit in Albuquerque walking down a public street, they're not going to get arrested. I can make the point that they, maybe they should be. And this is the point. I, I, I'm willing to do anything and everything within a shred of evidence-based effort. Because if you're not horrified that on any street corner in too many cities in New Mexico, there is someone with a gun sticking out of their waist or their belt and I'll tell you, if you're if you're a young person, you're not allowed to have a handgun. Well, it's a crime already. I got it, but we won't be able to arrest all of them. So imagine, just in 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 a, in a perfect world, 
if this was upheld, it gives all of these police officers the ability to focus on the real criminals. Last follow-up. Yeah. You took but your point is valid. You took an oath to the Constitution. Isn't it unconstitutional to say you cannot exercise yes. your, your carry license? Yes. With one exception. No. And that is, if there's an emergency, and I've declared an emergency for a temporary amount of time, I can invoke additional powers. No constitutional right, in my view, including my oath, is intended to be absolute. There are I don't know what other evidence you need. This woman is a this woman's authoritarian. This woman's a tyrant. This is what a fascist actually looks like. Somebody who declares a state of emergency. And you know why, by the way? You know what happened? There were three shooting deaths of minors over a three or four month period. There were three deaths by guns of minors over like a three month period. And after the last one, she's like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and restrict people's constitutional rights because I have the power. No constitutional right is absolute and no oath of office is absolute. When you say to me that no oath you take is absolute, that's not an oath then. I don't know what you would call it. Maybe a campaign promise, but it's definitely not an oath. Jay says in an email to Pete at the Pete Pete, first, your good friend Ray Cooper, and now this bozo in New Mexico, a lot of unconstitutional behavior rearing its ugly head now that they got the taste for it. Indeed. First, it was my good friend Ray Cooper's stunt of emergency on education where he, you know, declares, but doesn't really, a state of emergency because education. And it's still on the front page of his website. And it's a fundraising gimmick. It's a stunt. It's a PR gimmick, right? It's a fundraising tool. And people are like, I care about education. And they type in their email address, and then you're going to get spammed and hit up for Act Blue donations forever. And honestly, they don't really even need your $5. That's, the, that's not the point. You giving Act Blue $5 that they will then, you know, take, I don't know, 20% off the top and send three of it to, uh, uh, to a couple of campaigns. That's not the point. The point is they need, they need your details, your deets, as the kids say. They need your details. They need your name. They need your address, phone number, email address. And, yes, they're going to keep spamming you with all of the text messages saying, oh, my gosh, you can't wait. You need, we need your money right now. You're going to get those forever. And even when you die, like you're going to keep getting that. Yes, but that's not even the important thing. That's not. You know what the important thing is? They just need a profile that they can hide tens of thousands of dollars in donations through. That's what Act Blue is doing. Right? So you get a whole bunch of money coming in from, you know, maybe some dark money sources, maybe some foreign sources. Who really knows at this point? So they just need some profiles to wash the money through. So if you could just make a one or two dollar donation, then they get a profile. And then if you go and look up, you know, your donor records at some point in the future, you'll be amazed at how much money you have been funneling into Act Blue without spending a single dime. And for a lot of people on the left, I'm sure they're fine with it. Anyway, um, Ben says in an email to Pete at the Pete dot com. 
Pete, maybe I heard it wrong, but it sounded as if the governor of New Mexico uh, said that her powers are not absolute just in case of emergency. Could you replay that, please? I will actually I, I can replay it. I will tell you exactly what she said. Her quote is no constitutional right, in my view, including my oath, is intended to be absolute. So what she's saying is, my oath is not intended to be absolute. No constitutional right, including my oath. Her oath is not a constitutional right, but this is what, you know, she's speaking in word salad. But I can decipher this. She's all over the place, but she's saying, no constitutional right, or her oath is intended to be absolute. I mean, yes, I promised I was going to follow the Constitution, but we had a hurricane, and so, well, they don't have them in New Mexico. So, but we had a sandstorm. Oh no, no, we had we had floods at the Burning Man, right? We had floods, and so I declared a state of emergency, and so now I get to do stuff that I couldn't otherwise do, right? And this is what. The prior email, I forget who it was. I deleted the email already. Sorry. But they said th- they got a little taste of it. They got a taste of it during the lockdowns. The unfettered power during states of emergency. And then you got Roy Cooper doing it with his stunt of emergency on education. Now you got this governor, uh, Lou Jan Grisham, out of uh, New Mexico. The New Mexican authoritarian. And now she is doing her own stunt of emergency. But I will say, we got good news. Good news out of the state of New Mexico. There are Democratic elected officials that are standing up to this. They see it for the authoritarian tyranny that it is, and they are saying, we will not comply. Sheriffs and DAs. Hey, so real quick, hurricane season is here, and this is your reminder to check your emergency supplies. You should have a three-day supply of food, water, and medicines, minimum. And Carolina Readiness Supply can help you get started or expand your supply. Food, water purifiers, lighting, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies too, because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you can use for any kind of emergency. Whether you're an experienced prepper or you have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you in Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply, will you be ready when the lights go out? Alrighty, so this uh, governor in uh, New Mexico, she issues this clearly unconstitutional state of emergency, or as I call it, the stunt of emergency, uh, where she says, in order to uh, uh, prevent gun violence, more gun deaths, I'm calling a state of emergency, and anybody who has a gun is no longer allowed to lawfully carry it in public. When they go out, you're not allowed to conceal carry. If you have a permit, you're not allowed to open carry. That's allowed. You're not allowed to do that. And so this is somehow if we get all the law abiding citizens to stop carrying weapons, then we're going to know that anybody carrying a weapon is a criminal and we'll be able to go after them. Now, unless you're doing a stop and frisk, I don't know how you get the concealed carry people. Right. Like, how do you do that? If a criminal's walking around with a gun tucked in their uh, in their waistband and their shirts hanging over and you can't see it. I don't know how you find that gun. Until, of course, they pull it out and use it. And then it's like, oh, you totally should not have used that gun. 
Here's what she said at the at the uh, press conference where she signed the stunt of emergency. There are restrictions on free speech. There are restrictions on my freedoms. In this emergency, this 11-year-old and all these parents who have lost all these children, they deserve my attention to have the debate about whether or not in an emergency we can create a safer environment. Because what about their constitutional rights? I took an oath to uphold those two. And if we ignore this growing problem without being bold, I've said to every other New Mexican, your rights are subrogated to theirs. And they are not, in my view. Uh, wait a minute, okay. you're talking about crimes. There are already laws against the crimes, so how are their rights? I got it. But, but again, if I'm unsafe, who's standing up for that right? You don't have a right to be unsafe. So out of control, somebody should do something. I'm doing as much as I know to do. Do you really think that criminals are going to hear this message and not carry a gun in Albuquerque on the streets for 30 days? Uh, No. Oh, all right. So (laughs) there you go. No, no, the criminals are not going to listen to this. Of course not. But here's what I do think. It's a pretty resounding message. There you go. That's the point. It's a message. Really. And what about my constitutional right to feel safe? Right? That's Article uh, 11D, I think, isn't it? Article 11D that says you have the constitutional right to feel safe at all times. This safetyism is such emotional garbage. And people don't realize, like, you're being played by tyrants, by these little authoritarians. The sheriff. Now, I love this guy. I love this guy. I mean, like, the way you would love a fine cigar. I love this guy. New Mexico sheriff. Um, Bernalillo. Bernalillo uh, County Sheriff John Allen. That is the uh, county Bern- Bernalillo. 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 County, uh, that's where Albuquerque is located. And he says, I'm not grandstanding. I am responding to questions from the community here. Let me be clear. I hold my standards high, and I do not or never will hedge on what is right. And I take my oath seriously. In reference to concealed carry and open carry, the Bernalillo County Sheriff's Office will not enforce this segment of the order. While I understand the urgency, the temporary ban challenges the foundations of our Constitution, but most importantly, it is unconstitutional. My oath was to protect the Constitution, and that is what I will do. He says the governor did tell him about the order, but she did it just before her press conference started. The governor made it clear in her press conference. She knew we as law enforcement did not agree with the order, and as a result, This was solely her decision. He says he has enough violence in Albuquerque already. I do not want to have political violence towards my deputies or here in Bernalillo County. My job is to keep the peace and to make sure that the citizens of Bernalillo County are safe, and I do not believe that this order will help me do so. I'm a law enforcement professional. This order will not do anything to curb gun violence other than punish law-abiding citizens from their constitutional right to self-defense. He then offered up a personal story. Last week, as I'm sitting here as a sitting sheriff, 
I get a phone call that my brother also was a victim of gun violence last week that many of you do not know. While he and my nephew were sitting in their car, they were shot at and their vehicle was impacted by numerous rounds. How can I as a sheriff tell him to put his firearms away and not be able to protect himself? Mm. Fair question. But what about my ability to be safe? Um, he said it's not only unconstitutional, what the governor is demanding, but it's not actually going to stop the violence. I have a fact for you. Criminals do not follow the law or a public health order. Never seen it, and what? we will never see criminals follow the law. Wait, are we sure? Once again, this only punishes law-abiding citizens. He then said the governor's ban has overshadowed all of their other efforts at reducing gun violence, including uh, a firearms-related task force and such. He asked for a special legislative session, too. We need to look at solutions to address violent crimes involving juveniles with firearms, adults with firearms, pretrial release, harsh state penalties for violent crimes, which also involve a firearm. He then said there would be no way for his office to enforce the governor's order because it's unconstitutional. (laughs) He then said that there needs to be a focus on 11 to 18-year-olds. We need to look at solutions to address... Oh, that's the wrong clip. Real professional, Pete. I'm also asking for harsher penalties. We need to look at the JPO and child code also. I can't have two 16-year-olds charged with a firearm... Uh, using the commission of a homicide or something else, and we have a problem that they might be out on an ankle bracelet and being released to their parents. Mm -hmm. I understand, and everyone and all the uh, naysayers will say uh, their brains aren't developed. I totally understand the science and everything behind it. But then again, like I've been stressing so much with violent repeat offenders, I cannot have even juveniles in our community threatening and killing our community. Right. What is he saying, essentially? We have laws. Enforce the laws. We need harsher penalties for people who break the laws. He said it's gotten so bad we've ignored too much for too long by not holding people accountable. When you see a trend in flags as someone's going and escalating with violence with age, that's something not only intervening, but let's we can't stop saying some people need to stay in jail that are violent when they're hurting the community. And we know for a fact that they're going to go back into the community and they're going to recommit the same crime over and over again. And eventually and unfortunately, it leads to a homicide. More than 100 people showed up at a public park in Old Town over the weekend to protest this order. A lot of them carrying guns and rifles openly. Nobody was shot, which is amazing. I guess they got the good guns or something, because my impression was that the guns just kind of, they just float around and shoot people. I don't know. All right, you may have noticed that I've been helping the Alzheimer's Association of Western North Carolina for a while, and it's a great organization. They got awesome people with huge hearts. My grandfather died of Alzheimer's when I was a kid, and back then there wasn't a lot of support for caregivers and family. Now, things are different today thanks to the work of the Alzheimer's Association. It's why I support them. Every year we do a series of walks all over the country. There are a bunch in the Carolinas. You can go to alz.org slash walk for a walk to end Alzheimer's near you. This month, there are walks in Hendersonville, Rock Hill, Mooresville, Greenville. And in October, we got Charlotte, Gastonia, Asheville, Kannapolis, Hickory, and Spartanburg. Go to alz.org for all of the dates and locations. We're closer than ever to stopping Alzheimer's, and we're asking if you can help us get there. Will you walk with me for a different future for families? For more time, for treatments, this is why we walk. Let's get Gina on the program. Hello, Gina. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. Good. 
What's going on? So we call her MLG in New Mexico. MLG. And MLG. And what's happening to her is she got so drunk on her power during COVID when she suspended all our freedoms and took away school and all the things she did. And now what does she have? She's got to declare another public health emergency because she learned that that's how she could do whatever she wanted. Mm -hmm. She just gets to declare a public health emergency and then she gets to tell everybody what to do again. So you're from New Mexico? I'm from New Mexico. We fled here almost three years ago. Wait, did you know who our governor was? <laughs> well, <laughs> I actually live in Fort Mill. Oh, okay. Well, that... <laughs> we, we very purposely moved to the South Carolina side so that our children could go to school. Because right. she had our kids out of school for more than a year. They were not allowed to go. Yeah, just like my good friend Ray Cooper, the governor of North Carolina up here. Um, and now, you know, his, uh, his hand-picked Department of Health and Human Services secretary, now she's going to be in charge of the entire CDC. And uh, so you're welcome for that. Yeah. <laughs> all right well i you like know, new mexico they can't get their drunk driving under control there's people driving around drunk after 14 convictions i don't i don't understand why she thinks they can get guns under control yeah well i mean to her to her credit she said she doesn't think that criminals will actually abide this stunt of emergency declaration the whole point is to send a message, and the message is if you're a lawful gun owner, you will be disarmed or you will now be also a criminal. Look, maybe we're looking at this all wrong. Maybe she's trying to create a state of only criminals. That might be oh. the goal. Well, yeah. I mean, she's right up there with them. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, when we don't understand the conclusions, we have to reassess the assumptions. And so my assumptions may have been off there. Because if I assume now instead that she is trying to create a, a state that is essentially a penal colony, then this was this would make sense. Yeah. yeah. I, I think you might be onto something. Yeah, Gina, yeah. thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Welcome to the South East, I guess. <laughs> the Southeast. Okay, welcome to the Carolinas. Um, the New Mexico sheriff in Albuquerque has to... Uh, yeah, sheriff... Uh, he is now calling for a special legislative session to oppose MLG, the governor, or as I call her, Michelle Lujan Grisham, the authoritarian New Mexican. Actually, wouldn't she be a New Mexicant? Thank you. Right? Yeah. Anyway, um, he says it's unconstitutional, this 30-day executive order blocking open carry and concealed carrying of firearms. Um let me see here what else I got. Uh, to, at least four lawsuits have been filed against the executive order. The National Rifle Association and its New Mexico a affiliate have signaled that they may file lawsuits seeking damages of up to $2 million per person affected by the order. This just in, Pete is now a New Mexican resident with a gun. Um, and even though, give me my $2 million. Um, even though Lujan Grisham's order ends uh, beginning early October, an expert from the Duke Center for Firearms Law. Did you know that Duke University had a Duke Center for Firearms Law? I did not. Anyway, this uh, individual, Andrew Willinger, Willinger, told the Washington Examiner uh, that the lawsuits are not likely to fizzle out because the emergency order expires in October. 
He says there's generally an exception to mootness. And that that word, by the way, just for the record, is M-O-O-T. It's moot. It's not mute. So when people say the question is mute, that is incorrect. The question is moot, meaning irrelevant. It doesn't matter. Mootness. Not muteness. Muteness is when you're like on a ship and you don't like the captain, you throw him overboard. That's muteness. Anyway, um, there's generally an exception. <laughs> Save, right. Save the emails. I'm just kidding. <laughs> there's generally an exception to muteness if an injury is capable of repetition. If the injury is capable of repetition. In other words, right, there could be future gun violence and the governor could then issue another Similar stunt of emergency order. The fact that this one has expired would not moot a constitutional challenge, he said. Uh, New Mexico State Representatives Stefani Lord and John Block are calling for the impeachment of the governor after this uh, issuing of the emergency order. The governor on Friday issued an emergency order suspending the right to carry, blah, blah, blah. Then there was this, hang on, uh, from hotair.com. Lou Jan Grisham, the authoritarian New Mexican, berated the sheriff that I just played the audio from. Quote, I don't need a lecture on constitutionality from Sheriff Allen. But, but don't you? I think you do. Actually, yeah, I think you do. She says, what I need is action. Okay, see, this is it. If, the, if this... If this moonbat did not have false dichotomy arguments in her quiver, I don't think she could make another argument. That's all she does is offer these false choices. It's either this terrible thing or what I want. I'm like, well, no, there's other options available. No, there's not. She's what we need is for leaders to stand up for the victims of violent crime. Once again, like you can do that and not rob people of constitutional rights. Not the choice available. We need law enforcement, DAs, public officials, school leaders, and state agencies to use every single tool at their disposal to stop this violence. Again, not responsive. What you have issued is an order that is unconstitutional. Not just the sheriff, but also the district attorney is refusing to enforce it. You're wrong here, governor.